Welcome back, everyone. Hey, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. Shar Barrett is joining us here today, and we're going to be talking about what it is that we need to have, what do we need to know, what is the process of letting go of our loved ones, of the folks in our lives that have decided to make their transition or uh, have been part of a journey and their journey in this particular body, this particular skin comes to an end. Charverit is a licensed funeral director, but more importantly, she has created a sacred moment. And, you know, we're talking about how we can create ritual, how we can create a time in our lives around our loved loved ones that everybody remembers in such a positive, joyful way. Um, I got to experience some, for me, very different um, rituals, ceremonies, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, I come from a family that uh, pretty much you, when you pass away, you're gone. And so there are a couple things that are going to happen. You know, everybody's going to wear black, of course. I don't know if you've ever been to a typical Italian funeral, but everybody's going to wear black. Uh, you, you're going to, you know, make sure you do a lot of crying because that's like super important. Uh, in in our case, you made sure you had the rosary beads because that was really like important as well. And you went through the process, picked out the casket. Of course, you know, you, you had to decide what was going to work best. Family and friends figured out how they were going to handle the reception afterwards and usually filled with lots of delicious Italian food. Most of us worked in the kitchen cooking to make sure everybody was fed. Um, and, you know, it, it was the closest thing to a ritual that I got to know about. Uh, other people go through other things. Other people, you know, basically, okay, well, we're going to go cremate him and he didn't want to do anything. Other people are going to just uh, have their own way of grieving. But none of this even came into play when I talked to Shar about what she's created. If you can think about what it would be like to have the love of family, friends, and to be able to create something that's customized for you to either help someone make their transition in the way that they deserve to or to honor them after they've gone, again, in the way they've deserved to. That's what Shar has created. And I want to introduce you to her again because we're going to catch up with her. We're going to talk about where what's new since she's traveled. And we're going to talk about a sacred moment. You can go to a sacredmoment.com to find out more. Shar, thank you for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm thrilled to be back again. So, you know, let's step back in time and talk mm-hmm. about where you've been. You know, let's talk about the trips you've taken and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some of the presentations, the conferences you've been at. And what your experience is about what you've done, how it's different from all of those. Sure. Um, basically, since the last time I was here, I was uh, had the good fortune to be able to speak at a national conference in Boulder, Colorado, for the home funeral and green funeral um, uh, 
conference, and it's the second conference of its kind. There was uh, a great gathering of people literally from all across the country. And I had the opportunity to speak on a couple different topics. Uh, One was um, talking about the change uh, within, and I was specifically speaking to the change within the funeral industry, because this is definitely an area that is... um, certainly has the potential to be a lightning rod issue uh, for the industry uh, because they have had uh, quite a conventional perspective about the way that I, the way I say it is how we do death and how we are supposed to honor our loved ones when they die rather than it being simply an organic reflection of that person's life, that family's mores, that family's values, what matters to them, and allowing that to be what drives the way in which we say goodbye. I loved hearing your description of your, you know... It's right out of Hollywood, actually. It's totally out of Hollywood, and yet... You know, as much as there's a lot of convention around what you described, it's it's very much an Italian family. I grew up, right. you know, in the Midwest with a lot of Italian families. One of my dearest friends is Italian, and I get that that family, you know, food and 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 making sure everyone is well fed is a big part of your ritual. It is a big part. It, you bet. And the food, I got to tell you, <laughs> the food has got to be good. I mean, I remember yeah. going to grandma's f- funeral, yeah. right? Yep. And, you know, you're cooking food, and honestly, no one could cook food the way grandma cooked. Let's yep. just be really honest about it. Absolutely. Uh, but you do your best. Yeah. And so, and my sister, when my sister passed, the same thing, the same conversation. You put the food out, you got the sausage, you got the peppers, you got the meatball, you got the lasagna, <laughs> you got the whole thing. And all of a sudden, one of the senior relatives... Because there's a pecking order here. Oh, yeah. In my family, at least. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you wait until, and it's a he, and you wait until he's biting that sausage. You're waiting until he's biting that sausage, and you're waiting for Uncle Ralph, and you're looking at his face. And he's going to say one or two things. He's going to say, your grandmother would have been proud of you. Or he's going to say, and this was the case at this particular thing with the sausage, your grandmother is rolling over in her grave right now. <laughs> yeah. Where did you buy the sausage? Did you get the sausage from Luigi? You know, and so, I mean, that is part of a culture. It absolutely is. Absolutely. And I'm not saying, those of you that are Italian listening, I am not saying that this is like this for every family. This is just my family. Right. Right. Well, food is a is a huge expression of our love, and it, it goes back to you know our childhoods, and it's absolutely part of the backdrop of something when we're all gathering together. And face it, it's comfort. It's a comfort. It's a a familiarity for us, and it's a common tie. It's a common bond for us. And so, a lot of families will use the traditional foods. Of of that family's, you know, it doesn't matter right. if it's an ethnic, uh, cultural, or, you know, maybe it's the, you know, green jello salad with, exactly. you know, pears in it. You I know? have a friend that does green yeah. jello. Yeah, it's go. really good. <laughs> and, you know, but by golly, it's not an event.
event if that green jello isn't present. And so that in itself can be a ritual that's important. But there's also important rituals that are often overlooked because people don't realize the power that they have. Mm. They don't realize yeah. what is is available to them. I, I have to say I was working with a family very recently um, whose loved one was a shoe salesman for Nordstrom. Now, that family looked at me and said, you know, one of the things we had thought about, because he chose cremation, was to have his cremated remains placed in a Nordstrom shoebox. I said, how perfect is that to honor this man who spent his lifetime and that was his profession? But that's, that's where you come in to mediate that because, you exactly. know, most of the family members would are be like, go, what? what? What are we going to do? What are you doing with them? Exactly. And they don't they don't give themselves permission to say, you know what, this is what mattered to this person and this is what we are going to honor them with and and remember them by. Um, another family had uh, a memorial gathering, and it was all about um, this woman's uh, Irish soda bread recipe. She was known for her Irish soda bread. And so the the family and loved ones decided, okay, let's give recipe cards out. I'm salivating on that. I'm good, sure Good Irish are. soda bread yeah, is hard yeah, to come by. Exactly. Yeah. And she was known for this. And so she'd send out these, these, you know, everyone always wanted a recipe. Well, they decided to make up these recipe cards. But instead of just doing that, what ended up being part of the ritual, if you will, for her service was cutting, was making several loaves of her bread, cutting up pieces, and at an appropriate time during the service, literally, you know, passing baskets yeah. of her wow. bread. You know, I mean, it's, it's just what was important to that person that you bring into either a memorial service or a uh, vigil at the home when you're going to have a, a home funeral vigil. Um, have what's around that person that's right. important to them be part of that ritual. What I want to talk about, you know, also when we come back is that how important it is, Shar, to have someone like you. And the, and I want to talk about this in a lot of different ways because the service you provide in a sacred moment, mm -hmm. the, the, that service is, it takes the burden away from the family mm -hmm. to figure out the questions. Right. You know, it takes the burden. Last year at this time, actually, very close to this time, what are we in? October? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last year at this time, um, it, it was one of the toughest times of my life, actually. Mm -hmm. And I had to talk about and think about you know, some things that I would not, I just weren't on my mind. And it is so difficult to have conversations with families and friends mm -hmm. about how you want to be remembered or, you know, what you want that to look like. They don't want to even, they're like, no, no, we can't. And, you know, and, and with it, like an 84-year-old mother who still says, no, I'm not, I want to talk about it. I want to ask you when we come back, how do you facilitate that? Because... You have people that are loved and love you. You're in a family or maybe, you know, your own family. Family of choice, family as of I choice. call it. And yet there's, a, there's an elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. And somehow you walk in and say, 
dang, there's that elephant in the room. Let's talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and Char Barrett. I'm so lonely here in my heart. I just you heard about it last year. You even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Hi, this is Anna Luque, author of The Yoga Diet. Based on scientific research, this lifestyle has been carefully formulated to promote weight loss and boost the immune system. The Yoga Diet will help you achieve overall balance and radiant health, even if you suffer from lactose and gluten intolerance, yeast infections, digestive problems, and more. Consuming yogurt daily is an excellent way to optimum health and ideal weight. And the yogurt I recommend is Greek God's Greek Yogurt. So thick and creamy. Greek God's yogurt is simply yogurtlicious. Greek God's yogurt is full of probiotic bacteria, good for overall health. And it's made with all natural ingredients in the same tradition yogurt has been made in Greece for centuries. Try the Greek God's popular honey yogurt or the tangy yet subtly sweet pomegranate. Don't forget to try the new Greek God's kefir cheese spread. Great for dips or as a healthy substitute for sour cream. Be happy. Go Greek. Experience the myth. Is it possible to change your physical destiny in just one hour without suffering or willpower? Cat James says yes. Hear what transformed Cat and others as you jumpstart your own freedom from the boot camp body and beauty myths with pioneering experts and real-life stories. Cat will get you off the merry-go-round so you can get serious about self-transformation. Are you ready to be transformed? Catch the Cat James Show Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Dr. Pat Show Network. Visit thecatjameshow.com. It's a new day. Join intuitive coach Dawn Marie Stansfield every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Dr. Pat Show Network. Dawn Marie focuses on the self-empowerment of individuals by examining present-day circumstances. She offers practical tools you can use to help overcome difficult situations and move forward on your life path. Learn more at dawnsvision.com and catch It's a New Day with Dawn Marie Stansfield Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Visit thedrpatshow.com for show listing. Be a part of intimate conversations with women's health pioneer, Dr. Christian Northrup, and lifestyle expert Cheryl Richardson as they take your questions and discuss the pitfalls and pleasures of practicing good self-care. This all-day event will help you create a life of health and happiness. It features individual presentations by each author as well as a joint appearance. Join us in Boston on October 17th for an empowering event. Visit hayhouse.com for seats. Just yearn for you only. Here in my arms, I long to hold. Outstanding, Benny. Outstanding. That is Al Martino. And we want to, you know, just our hearts go out for Al's family and friends. And, of course, if you don't know this already, um, Al Martino passed away this morning, I believe. Um, And, yes, 
That's exactly right. That is one of the tunes you may hear at Grandma Basili's. Well, actually, it was Grandma Balella's uh, funeral service <laughs> and party afterwards. Uh, and you know, and I've and honestly, for me, um, I've really had the experience of even you know burying my sister, mm-hmm. and you know, my sister died very unexpectedly, and. You know, when you think Italian, you think more about her than you do me. I mean, mm-hmm. you really do in, in a lot of ways. And again, the party after was more about my sister. Everyone knew her at her service, Char. And I want to ask you about this. At her service, there were there was a waiting line around the block to come in. Wow. to pay respect wow. she that's how well well loved she was she mm-hmm. was a dispatcher in the school system for buses in yonkers and mm. and everybody her door was always open she lived in, she lived in actually the worst part of yonkers that you could live in but her door was always open and you'd always walk in and something be cooking <laughs> so it, you know i mean it's smart to say that the kids had to step up and say, we have to do this. Mm -hmm. But we don't always know that. So the Mm -hmm. role that you play at stepping in sometimes and asking the tough questions, and as I said before the break, somebody's got to see that there's an elephant in the road. Mm -hmm. How does that role feel for you? And what is it that you do to facilitate conversation? Well, I think that um, what I try to draw out from families when I'm meeting with them is to really get a sense of what brings meaning to them. What brings meaning not only to them, but what would have brought meaning to the loved one who died? Uh, because you're absolutely right. There's there's two dynamics here. Uh, there is the honoring. Yes. But there's also, there's the honoring of the deceased, but there's also the absolute respect and honoring of the bereaved, of those that are left behind. Right. And, and how do you balance those? And so I really try to facilitate conversation that draws out what was important to, you know, your loved one. Right. What was, what's important to you? What what is going to make this experience that you're going through right. somehow hold meaning in the future? Because that's what a Those lot of people... Those are tough conversations yeah, to they have. Are, they Boy, are. you are like super on the spot with those. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I say this jokingly because, you know, I in my family, we can joke about those that have passed on. I mean, there's a, a level of endearment. Of you course. know, when grandma, when, you know, grandma went and there's a generation of that, Mario Lanza albums posted. You know, you walk yes. in the funeral parlor and it's like, turn that organ music off now. Put this music on. Yes. But we don't speak up around that. I mean, no. we don't even talk about it. No, absolutely not. And this is where I see the change occurring from within uh, the funeral industry. And it also is a change from within the collective consciousness of our society that says you know what we're not going to we're not going to experience the death of our loved one with an arm's reach and a spectator perspective 
We are going to be active, engaged participants, and we are going to claim what is ours and what is important to us, not what someone else dictates should be important to us. It's really interesting we're talking about this because I've become so ultra aware since you've been on the show that it's okay to talk about this. And during the break, I kind of shared what went on, you know, with uh, one of our listeners' mothers. And of course, you know, when somebody tells you you have three weeks to live, as in that case, you really start to think about things. Now, the good news is we fired that doctor. Yes. But there, there are questions that came up and I was asked the question, you know, you love music. You know, you listen to music. You're pretty much weird. You listen to some strange music. If you were to pass, Pat, I mean, if you were to make your transition, could you name two or three songs that you would pick right. and how they represent your life? Mm-hmm. And I thought, whoa, what a question. Right. What an interesting question. And, and I could come up with two pretty quickly. I could come up with two. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the third one, I wanted to have a little bit more fun. But there mm-hmm. are two songs that I would come up with. But honestly, you are the one that would facilitate those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the really sad thing that I think we have to acknowledge and hopefully change mm-hmm. is that many times when you ask that question of a family when the loved one has died. So this is, you know, past, you know, beyond the transition. Right. right. That sometimes they're at a loss to know, well, gosh, mm. what was our loved one's favorite? Right. You know, and, and what a what a sad statement that you don't know your loved one well enough to know that this is what would have been maybe their favorite song. Right. And what could have happened had you been able to have that conversation before they transitioned, before to be able to explore some of those questions. And and this is what I find a lot of times happens is that it's actually only after that transition that family members and, and even f- close friends sort of learn the whole picture of a person. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so what, it, what happened was, you know, based on knowing the work you do, and I mm-hmm. want to make sure everybody has the website, a sacredmoment.com, right? Right. A sacredmoment.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. You'll find out more about Char Barrett. But, you know, the thing is, we start to ask questions and then actually have fun with them. Right. And, you know, in the conversation between myself and, you know, my best friend, mm-hmm. uh, and I said, Linda, I know your favorite color. And, you know, she said, yeah, what is it? And I said, well, blue. And, you know, and I think I was close to right. And I said, do you know mine? And she said, you don't have a favorite color. You have many favorite colors. And I said, wow, that's kind of interesting. She said, yeah, all you need to do is first look at your websites. Uh Uh-huh. Right? There you go. You know, go to the crustbusting.com website, uh-huh. then go to the drpatshow.com website, and send the, And then she said, now look at the new website, which is Dr. Pat Basile, which isn't launched yet. And she said, well, the one theme that runs true is you like orange and gold. Yes. But other than that, all of the cool colors, you mix them up. And I thought, wow, that's kind of. That's an observation. A real observation. I didn't even know what my favorite color was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did know what my favorite color was. Wow. But those are the things that you could have enormous, huge family fights about. 
Well, and that's just it. The little you know? things. And, and, and that's, that is. And, and what I find in those, you know, huge family fights about silly, what we might consider to be silly, i.e., right, right. you know, what, what, is a, what was that person's favorite color? Right. No, it wasn't pink. It was red, you know, is really what's going on that I see is behind that is it's their grief and and they use they use something like what was mom's favorite color as as a way of getting out their their anger their their sense of loss and their grief about losing this loved one I mean that's what ends up getting expressed and um and 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 naturally there might be hurt feelings and what how different could that experience be if in fact that conversation had happened while mom was still living right you know mom what was your favorite well you know it used to be pink but actually as i've gotten older as a woman i've decided red was my favorite color really well what what changed for you you know i mean exactly. that, that facilitates a completely different perspective on a person's life if you have that opportunity to open up that dialogue yeah and you know if you if you have my best friend linda it's like ah you're stuck on gold now <laughs> you know you're what, you're, everything's gold. It's got to be gold. You're putting gold in everything. Well, you know, I think there's the spiritual reason that I do that. I don't right. know what my sort of stick is right now with gold. But unless you have that conversation or right. conversations about, uh, you know, how do I want to be? Do I want to be buried? Do I want to be cremated? Right. I mean, thinking about that. And then what do I want this to be? Someone said to me the other day, I want a big party. Mm-hmm. Or huge. Mm-hmm. Gonna, I want a big, big right big party so like how big oh just thousands of people and you know one of her friends said to her you don't know thousands of people <laughs> and she said okay then you know pat's got to get on the radio and invite people <laughs> but i mean it's good to know isn't yeah, it it is it's absolutely good to know and uh you know it's it, do you want balloons at your party do you oh, want no, i'm so not a balloon girl yeah now see i am that would not okay i am a total right. balloon girl i want and- lights <laughs> I like the little Twinkie lights. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm like a little light freak. Uh, but I've, I've gone green, so yes. I don't do lights as much anymore. Um, but really. No, I, exactly. And, and, you know, and quite frankly, I, I can remember many years ago writing out what would be my, my uh, ideal perspective on, on my, own, my own funeral and thinking I wanted balloons. And, and yet now I do rethink that. Oh, you know? do you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved balloons, but. You know, I don't know if that would be the right fit for me now. Do you have a favorite song? I want to know. What would you tell people to play? And then when we come back from break, I'm going to share the two songs I came up with. And then when I came up with the third song, you know, basically she said, oh, I'm not playing that. So I did have three songs, but I kind of had to. Yeah, but I have two very important songs to me. So what would be your song? You want to wait till we come back and share that? Please, because I need to think about that. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And I should probably tell... Nice. I should probably tell um, Benny what my songs are during the break. Char Barrett, everyone, a sacredmoment.com. We'll be right back. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. 
That's M-A-C-A-Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you ever wanted more for yourself or your family? Are you prepared to take your life to the next level? Have you ever had that feeling or heard that little voice telling you that you can be so much more? Let Empowerment Psychic Linda Dickinson help you to embrace your own power. Visit Linda at InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096 for your private session and start living your life to the max. Be sure to listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show and call in to connect with your guides. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on The Dr. Pat Show. Now is the time for you to create the life you want to live. Tap into unlimited possibilities and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, your personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. With the eye of an artist, the heart of a poet, and the brilliance of a scientist, I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. I'll tell you what the secret didn't tell you, which myths hold you back, and what hidden talents and skills you need to thrive in these challenging times. I'll help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to get to where you really want to be, and I'm here to help you get there. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Oh my goodness, my grandma is so happy, happy, happy right now. Benny, that is brilliant. Uh, Grandma loved Mario Lanza. And I did, too. I mean, to see him in the films and everything, he was such a cutie. What a powerful voice. Uh, Santa Lucia, I think, was one of her favorites. And I think he did a version of Ave Maria. And uh, where'd you get that tune from, Mr. B? Uh, compliments to YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, joining us here today, Char Barrett is in the house. I really ask her the question about uh, what song. Because, you know, we're talking about songs. This is just a small part of what Char does to work with the family to create ritual that is both pleasing, that is both joyful, and that is memorable. And if you go to a sacredmoment.com, you'll find out more about that. 
But these are the questions that, in the heat of the the moment of pain that you're in, you don't really think about or ask. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you wish you did. But you did you? I'll share my favorite songs if you share yours. Well, I I would gladly share the one song that definitely needs to be played at some point. Whether it's appropriate during a service or not, we would have to, you know, debate that. But without a question, my Midwest Michigan roots, uh, Bob Seger's old time rock and roll. Is, yeah, it's got to be played. I mean, that's just every time I hear that song, I have to move. My body has to move, and it's just part of who I am. Were you able to find that one, Benny? No? <laughs> Sorry, I was in the middle but of But it, it is. It's a moving. Uh, it's, it is. Yeah. But nobody would. I would never figure that out no. for you. Exactly. I mean, Are how, you kidding? <laughs> now, obviously, I would have to give some, some deeper thought, truly, as obviously you have. Which well, there are I, three songs that yeah. came up right at the top. Please share. Uh, one of them, you know, my best friend knew. The second one, she didn't, she vaguely remembered, but... And then the third one, she said, no, we're not playing that. The first song, of course, is uh, Christina Aguilera is Beautiful. Because for mm-hmm. me, it represents what that song represents. It has been sort of a struggle and challenge in my life for doing the right thing, for really honoring people. And so right now, the Dr. Pat Global Empowerment Foundation, which is being formed, it's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. really represents that song is so strong for me in what that foundation will represent and how we can help people. The second song is Juice Newton's The Sweetest Thing. And that song represents love. All the love. I can't even talk about it. I think I'm going to cry. All the love I've received in my life. Mm-hmm. And that, that song captures it. And I don't think people remember it. And then the third song is a Rolling Stones song. And I'm not a big Rolling Stones fan, just to tell you. And it is Sympathy for the Devil. And when I got to that song, and I think that was like 69 or something. When I got to that, it was like, no, we're not playing a devil song. I said, well, that's, you know, why did you ask me? But the song has a different meaning. And it, I was so struck by how quickly I could come up with those three songs. That That's impressive because I it, it truly is, is not, um, I, I think you're right. It's not something that we give much thought to and yet when there is a song that absolutely speaks to you you need to be able to put that out there i mean i I, as a matter of fact another song has come to me while we've been sitting here talking Uh that occurs to me uh and it's it's actually a a christian um uh sort of a spiritual song called freely freely Mm. and you know, it's talk about freely given and, you know, and freely receive. And and if I think about that song, uh, I, it has a connection to me from when I was a young teen and yeah. choir and singing that song. And and it also represents a lot of who I am as I think about it, because I feel I've been given a lot. So therefore, I need to I need to give back. Mm. I've, I've received. So therefore, I need to give. And, and it's sort of that cycle of life. Isn't this really, though, I mean, I know we're talking about a body of work that you do. We're talking about home funeral vigils. We're talking about green burials. You know, we're talking about, you know, paying homage, paying our respect to people Mm -hmm. while they're alive. But, you know, as they think about what their transition would be like. And isn't it interesting? We're talking about it in a fun, lively way. Right. 
Absolutely. Mm. And and I think that's the important thing for people to recognize is that we have so unfortunately, I think, in our culture created this death denial, uh, death denying culture that can't talk about it and won't talk about it. And yet when you experience it, it's all you want to talk about because it's everything to you when you experience the death of someone significant in your life. And I think that as we certainly are baby boomers, as we age, we begin to think more about this. And I think that's where some of this interest and and definite um, perspective on uh, what would we want to see uh, in terms of our own honoring or how would we want to honor someone that we see maybe before us that is aging that we think would be appropriate to be um, the way to celebrate their life. But also, I, 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 I'm very careful when I say celebrating a person's life, that that celebration includes both laughter and tears. And it has to incorporate both because it is truly, we're grieving that loss, but we're also celebrating the life that they shared with us. Exactly. And and it needs to be a balance of both. And I think that too often people might hear the word celebration of life and and think, well, I'm not ready to celebrate. Well, But aren't you wanting to honor then, if maybe not the word celebrate is appropriate for your situation, you certainly want to honor that life and honor who they were. So it's just a matter of of sort of framing it in the right way. And I even that's even a question I'll ask families. You know, what does this mean to you? Is this an honoring for your loved one? Mm. Or do you really see this as a celebration? That's really see, those are really great questions. You know, and honestly, uh, it's really interesting to even be talking about, you, you know, these questions that come up, mm-hmm. you know, the, the follow on question for uh, sympathy, uh, this, the, the Rolling Stones song, you know, which I mentioned sympathy for the devil, mm-hmm. um, you know, when asked the question, why would you relate to a song about Lucifer? Because that is what the song is about. Right. What I said was very interesting. And I and I really didn't know myself. So this is an exploration in how we learn about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And so the question was, why would you talk about a song that talks about, you know, the assassination of the Kennedys? And I said, it's not that that I'm drawn to. It's the fact that a song was written about the dark side, about the shadow side of all of us. Right. And how we are at choice mm-hmm. in whether or not we, you know, we look at um, the road that we could take. The Road Less Traveled. I mean, it's a song about choice. It's being aware that we get to be faced with some challenges. I mean, and I really didn't know that that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about the shadow side on my show. Very rarely do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had to face my own shadow many times in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that there are choices mm-hmm. that we have. So it's interesting how one question can turn into a much bigger conversation. But that's what you do. Well, and exactly. And I think one of the other things that is important 
when you're putting together, say, for example, a memorial service, um, I'm a celebrant. And so families that maybe don't have a minister or clergy person, a priest, a rabbi to go to to help facilitate a service, they they hire me to help sort of put together this this honoring, this celebration of their loved one. And what I find is so important to incorporate is exactly what you just spoke to, which is this song is important to me, and here is why. why? And right. so when we're listening to a song in a service, I'll make sure to explain the context of that music, and all of a sudden that song being played takes on a completely different significance yeah, in that service. Exactly. Now, at Grandma, if, yes. if we were at Grandma's, you know, yep. there is no song with the word devil that would be played. <laughs> I will tell you that. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it means. It wouldn't matter. Gonna, either, believe me, that would be about the most superstitious thing anybody could do. Shar, thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome. Uh, great conversation. Thank Please you. Please give out your website. A sacred moment.com. You're going to love this tune by Benny. <laughs> Got the same song.